this theme of leadership, I think has only grown in importance. And here we all are after you know, a very challenging 12 months. Um, and I hope that there are many things that all of us learn from the last 12 months, and particularly as it applies in this space around leadership and what that now looks like going forward. Jay is a global chief talent officer responsible for delivering a leading people experience across HR, recruitment, and learning professional development functions. Jay advises the firm's leaders and drives forward opportunities to enhance all aspects of talent management, including recruitment, performance management, diversity, training and development, and compensation and benefit programs. Hey everyone, this is Tatiana. Hacking HR podcast is live again. So excited to have you. Thanks for joining as ever. We have an amazing guest today. It's Jay Connolly. Welcome, Jay. So good to have you. Tatiana, fantastic. It's really, really nice to be here and really looking forward to the conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. And for everybody, it's Friday night, so don't be distracted by our backgrounds, but we are making every effort to bring this to you. Jay's in London today, and let me do a very quick intro. Um, Jay is the Global um, Chief Talent Officer and CHRO at Dentons, which is a beautiful legal firm that operates globally, um, has a number of years of experience in the legal space, including Clifford Chance, and before that has been with Lego and Unilever. So some really beautiful brands out there that you've had the joy of working with and for. And now, most favorite topic and one that you're very passionate about, leadership. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that kind introduction. And uh, I have been lucky enough to work at uh, some very interesting uh, and fantastic organizations, including where I, uh, where I am now. Mm -hmm. Throughout those organizations, and I would say particularly for us in Dentons, this theme of leadership, I think, has only grown in importance. And here we all are after you know, a very challenging 12 months. Um, and I hope that there are many things that all of us learn from the last 12 months, and particularly as it applies in this space around leadership and what that now looks like going forward. And maybe a, a few things, Tatiana, that I'll share and uh, jump in with, uh, with go. thoughts as we, as we go through. I, um, you know, I think one of the critical things that we need to be doing in organizations is helping leaders, and when I use that term, I'm using it in a very broad sense. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the C-suite leaders. We've got people leaders throughout organizations that are having an impact on how individuals perform and teams every single day. It's that wider group of people leaders that we've really got to focus on. Mm -hmm. The first thing that we've got to really instill is helping people to pause and reflect one of the things that gets, it seems even more challenging to do as life gets quicker and uh, demands and emails and projects is actually to have our people leaders pause and think about where are they today? Where are they today in their leadership approach and style? Uh, what's working, what isn't working? Having that time to reflect individually, using some tools around them, and they could be very uh, simple tools, um, that, uh, or they could be tools that uh, you know, are on the are on the market. But one of those getting feedback from team members um, and 
understanding their perspective, having the opportunity to have that conversation and understand where am I as a leader against where I want to be, need to be, and looking forward. So the first for me here is there's not enough, I think, uh, pausing and reflecting uh, and creating that space for things to, for things to happen. Mm. I guess a couple of other thoughts and see if uh, your reactions on these. I mean, I, I think that now it's clear that in these leadership roles, it's not a single person who has the answer. Mm -hmm. um, actually, how we lead today is about how we lead as part of a team, as part of a leadership team, as part of a leadership group, uh, as part of kind of that ecosystem that we're interacting with. And I think a lot of leadership development in the past has really focused on the individual and mm -hmm. what uh, needs to do. And looking forward, I think where we're going to see greater success in organizations and with people leaders is those, those individuals who are able to truly connect and lead as part of leadership teams. I do not have all of the answers. Uh, I will never have all of the answers. This world is challenging and complex. Organizations are complex and challenging. Problems that come to leaders by their very nature are, are complex mm -hmm. and more we need to be able to kind of lead across teams. And that needs um, some focus and support around uh, key skill sets. Two other things I'll put on the table and then just you know, pause for a minute. Mm -hmm. it, uh, how we lead with empathy. And what I mean by that is really kind of that understanding and recognition of those around us is even more important. And this is not a soft skill. This is a business skill for leaders in 2021 and going forward to get the best out of people and teams, uh, bringing empathy and understanding, understanding that we're all in different places, whether that's physically, whether that's because of uh, what we're dealing with outside the organization, inside the organization. Mm -hmm. As a leader, uh, ensuring that I take time to kind of understand those perspectives really will make a difference and we've seen that and we've seen some of that and this really links I think very powerfully into the inclusion diversity belonging space yeah. uh, where individuals are doing this well we're seeing the benefits uh, of that the other thing I, I put on the table in particular as well looking forward is around well-being and I think 2020 has accelerated the focus on well-being we've certainly seen it in the legal sector the legal sector was kind of uh, challenging we've had we've seen high suicide rates uh, amongst lawyers uh, you know compared to kind of other other sectors and industries so this focus on mental health and well-being has always been there uh, as it has in many organizations and sectors it's really got accelerated last year mm -hmm. and people have asked me you know whether this is here to stay I think it is absolutely here to stay and our people leaders in organizations have a role to play uh, in this. So as we look forward, we've got to make sure we put the structure and support to ensure that we're building some of these key capabilities. Love that. And I think it's particularly one thing that strikes me to say, leading as a team obviously implies, first of all, you know who your teammates are, you understand the different dynamics, strengths, complementary strengths, and so on. But now we have an additional complexity, which is the physical way of working. We have all moved away from being in the office, squeezed into whatever kind of environment. And now it's either by definition or by choice that people are spread across many, many locations. How do we then really help them 
feel and behave as a team when they might actually feel quite lonely themselves, right? Yeah, great question. Great question. And look, organizations around the globe uh, are, are tackling this. You know, we talk about future of work. We've really got to boil that down, I think, and be very concrete about some steps. And what does that actually mean? What does that mean in our organizations and help people kind of understand that? So let me say uh, two things. Uh, first, a reflection. And secondly, a thought around something very, very specific. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that the shift to greater virtual and remote working, uh, which again, I think is here to stay, of course, we're going to go back into offices, of course, we're going to use office space again, but we're going to do it differently. Mm. Uh, I think in our firm, as I look across our sector, yes, we'll be back in the office, uh, but the time that we spend there, maybe less, um, maybe uh, this hybrid mix that we'll see much more of and using that time for collaboration. The piece that I think and I've observed over the last year with people going off into wherever they happen to be working at home, tables, offices, wherever, this word context. And I think this context that many of us get from being in a physical space together has been stripped away. Mm -hmm. So when I sit with my team or whether I'm with some of my team in London and the rest are spread globally, uh, I'm in an office and I'm and I'm still hearing things that are going on in my organization, in my in my firm. So there's some, some of that context around us. What we've seen uh, over what I've seen in the last 12 months is that context has gone because I'm here in my own four walls. There's nobody else from my organization that I'm interacting with that I'm bumping into uh, because I'm here at home. So that kind of wider context has gone. We have to make sure as we look forward that we're thinking of proactive, very specific ways to bring that context back because it helps me perform. It helps individuals in our organization stay aligned, connected because they've got that wider picture. Mm. So there are a lot of different ways we've been reading about and seeing that organizations have been applying. But I think the key here is to think about context. How are you ensuring that's happening in your organization? The, the, the one other piece of, of flag here on this question, for me, it again, it raises this question around, as we think about high-performing teams in the mm -hmm. setting we just described, how do, we, how do we build that? And if you think about this, the concept of psychological safety and uh, how important that is, that we've got teams that feel like they can share and you know, kind of take that risk to speak up uh, and connect well, we've got to build that in some new ways because we're interacting differently. Mm. One of the tools that we've been sharing with our people leaders is you know, 10 questions uh, all around this theme of psychological safety to yeah, use yes. with teams. And to use that as a, as a conversation point with new project teams that are coming together. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're all in different teams. Uh, it's not one team I work with uh, every day, uh, constantly. Lots of different teams and in different groups. We're all part of that. And we're moving between these. So the levels of psychological safety and where we are in that cycle, of course, vary. Mm -hmm. and having a focused, uh, dedicated conversation, creating the space to talk about psychological safety. Where are we? You don't need to label it psychological safety, 
but actually talking about where are we as a team and having those team members kind of score on a scale of probably one to five or one to 10, but against a set of questions that enables you as the people lead and as the team to start to share, what is it we need to do more of? What is it we need to do a little bit less of in this team? Because what is it that's gonna make us as a group, as we deliver on this project or for a client or whatever it is internally, makes us perform better because that's what we're talking about here trying to ensure that in this hybrid model uh, we're ensuring that we're driving high performance so we've got to put some tools in place to really support that so those 10 questions around psychological safety and, and, and having that conversation we've seen some real benefit from that love that do you have a favorite question out of those 10 could you share uh, you, uh, <laughs> That's a good question. I'd have to. <laughs> <you've>... <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I was just thinking, I've never heard of this before. So we assemble a team and then you really bring them this kind of, it's almost like an equalizer. Yeah. It gives them something that A, to think about so they don't feel like you're coming in more advanced or more educated or more whatever than I am. Yeah. And then you ask these questions and everybody has to put down the mask. Yeah. I feel like there's all, already in my mind a relief. I can picture this, you know, like yeah. all of a sudden it's yeah. like, okay, good question. Yeah. Think about it. And you can hear the sigh yeah. of, okay, <laughs> and, you know, and then something happens. So I'm really curious yeah. how that works. So maybe ask me that question again and I've got one now I've thought of. So Sure. Okay. So do you have a favorite question, Jay, that you would like to share? I do. So look, one of the, one of the questions that we've been using uh, is around, for example, how comfortable do you feel speaking up in this team on a scale? And how comfortable do you feel speaking up in this uh, in this team? And you know, I'll you know have my kind of individual uh, uh, results on that. You know, we'll share that, and we have this conversation in a number of different ways. You can share these results anonymously. Mm -hmm. And share kind of an overall average uh, that comes back and then have the discussion uh, as a as a team but you can share everybody's kind of individual uh, results um, and then just see what the spread looks like and what that enables you to then do of course is well if there is a spread how comfortable do i feel speaking up in this team you can actually maybe that's the one that you end up focusing on to talk about well what is working and what isn't working and then agreeing well what are one or two things that this team is going to do more of each time it meets um and i think i think one of the levelers uh that you know i know people have talked about it i've heard it and it very much resonated for me is uh you know we've all been a uh, we've all been a box on a screen uh in the last 12 months and ensuring that we get input from people in some ways has become easier as opposed to having 15 people sitting in a conference room in London yeah. or three people dialed in or wherever wherever mm -hmm. it would be that was always harder as much as people tried so I think in some ways there's greater opportunity but again that's one example of the questions uh, that, uh, that we've used and again just having that dialogue can be so powerful. Definitely. And it's such a simple question, actually, you know, it is something everybody could answer after a few thoughts and um, a few minutes of pause. And I think this is just so tangible, so practical. It's no kind of, you know, big science. It's just, let's have a straight conversation. And with that, we can really apply something to do with it. 
and yeah. choose as a team again if we have a spread then obviously some are more comfortable than others so it allows also to apply the different team dynamics and to give everybody an opportunity and say maybe somebody's willing to speak up and say it works for me better and somebody else says for me it doesn't work at all well maybe they can cross fertilize and say how about this or actually oh i didn't think about that right so i think it gives them immediate solutions without you having to prompt anything onto them as a solution and that's just beautiful exactly and uh, you know i go back to where we started some of this conversation about pausing and reflecting yeah i think it's just so it's just so easy today because there's so much going on emails coming through and i know oh, the yeah. next calls i've got to be on that we just jump into the next project call right this is a group of you know 10 people coming together here we all are hi we've said you know a quick hello to each other or we know it's right let's jump into the task at hand we haven't paused we haven't actually just paused it doesn't need to be very long but to take exactly that conversation you've just described how are we going to work together where are we uh, on you know on that on that scale that small investment can make a huge difference because if we're not doing it it's happening anyway uh, oh yeah <laughs> behind the scenes and then we're just leaving it to fate or we're just leaving it to kind of good luck that actually this team is going to work well together um and some teams absolutely do very well um maybe those teams could do even better um if we had employed some of these approaches mm, very true i love that now we touched upon briefly future what is future of work i mean of course some of us will argue we're already in the middle of it we just haven't quite realized how to handle it others will say there is so much more ahead of us we haven't even really grasped yet and clearly the pandemic has accelerated a lot of that just like you said as well so is there something that you would say we should be doing today to really sustain this new way of working or maybe start thinking about even further ahead solutions that we haven't even put on the radar today? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, I love the word you just used back there, you know, last year accelerated. Last year accelerated many of these themes that were already out there, how we work in more agile ways, how we uh, connect uh, differently. We're not using tools that we just didn't know existed. Uh, mm -hmm accelerated uh, some of those trends. I think this uh, there's a long way to go uh, on this path and there'll be some uh, steps forward and some steps back as we you know, figure out what that needs to, to look like. A um, couple of things, you know, firstly, I do think that one of the things that I have learned and recognized from the last 12 months is the importance of really listening and understanding where, uh, where people are. That's mm -hmm. going to be even more important mm -hmm. in the future of work because of how we're connecting. And of course, the conversations we had from an inclusion and diversity perspective last year and the murder of George Floyd that kind of reverberated uh, around the globe uh, and those kind of listening sessions to really understand where are people uh, and what does it mean for them that listening piece incredibly important uh, and and powerful i also think you know looking forward at the other end of kind of your question or spectrum here is lots of great research out there uh, about what are going to be the key capabilities in 2030 I picked 2030 that happens to be some research from Nesta, uh, a UK-based uh, organization, uh, which talks about you know, what are those key capabilities. That's where we've got to be focused uh, in terms of how we're developing individuals 
or the future, um, because we're, we're on this path that I think is being accelerated. And I think those capabilities for 2030 are probably more like 2027 that we're going to need them, whatever the date is, it's come forward. And it is all around social connectedness, um, humanness. It's those higher cognitive skills, mm. empathy. So how are we building that in to how we think about how we're working? And then one more thought in terms of how we work. I think we've got to be very, we've got to be structured around how we use time together in the future. We've got to actually think about what is important for our organization mm. so like that. that when people do come together, we're using that in the right way. And I, I worry that some of what's happened, totally understandably, because look at how much we've been dealing with over the last year. But I, you know, I worry as I see more organizations talking about uh, more flexible working and two days in the office or time at home, that we haven't also then thought about how are we using that time in the office, out of the office, in a way to get the best results. So the one thing is giving employees choice and flexibility. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. That's part of the future of work. The other piece in here for me is around how do we structure that? How do we structure that time together uh, when we are uh, physically in person to ensure that we're kind of maximizing that? Again, for me, it's all about driving that high performance. That's a great question and a great um, challenge, I think. I think we've started structuring the workplaces, right, for returning to office. We're redesigning them, we're putting your furniture in, taking furniture out, whatever, tearing down walls or putting them in. But that's the first time I'm hearing that we should structure the, the time that we work together. So it's really intentional use of our time together, like a very precious source of inspiration, collaboration, innovation. And it should actually have something like a logic or an approach to it rather than just sit there and say, yeah, good to have you, good to see you, but kind of, you know, wasting it, unfortunately wasting it. Exactly. I mean, I love the words you've used back there around how do we ensure there's that innovation and collaboration and build some of that creativity. Again, I worry that many of us, us included, you know, our office building is still going to be the same office building. Mm -hmm making adjustments, but some of those adjustments, you know, are, you know, challenging within the footprint that we have today. We're not overnight gonna be able to turn it into uh, something very different. You know, we'll get there, of course we'll get there. But that space piece, I think is only one part of it. Um, how do we avoid people coming in and just sitting down at their computer, headphones on and, and, and getting their work done and having- Do not disturb hoodies. <laughs> I, that's what we've got to change. So that for me is about the expectations, the, the kind of tone we set in the office. Uh, we set up uh, time and structure it. Love that. I love that. And I think there is something really, really nice here to take away and just start thinking about because some companies have a bit more time. Others have started naturally and gradually to move back or apply hybrid solutions, trialing, erroring, whatever works for, for everybody. But that's a great, uh, great suggestion right there. Jay, unfortunately, we are running out of time. It's always such a shame. I wish, you know, we could just find a time machine that helps us handle this, but there is none yet. 
One question that we ask all our guests on this show, what are you most excited about and or most concerned about if you think future or future of work? Well, until you narrowed it then, I was going to say actually just being able to, to travel again and, and do some things that we fall for. Yeah, yeah. But what, 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 uh, here's something that I, well, two things. Something that I'm concerned about uh, looking forward is how we ensure, as we think about the future of work, that we continue to, to build, foster and create the right cultures in organizations. I think for, uh, leadership for HR professionals, that's a, that's a real challenge that needs some focus and attention. So of course, we've been dealing with onboarding individuals remotely. We've been dealing with sadly exiting individuals uh, remotely, I've seen across organizations. How do we ensure that the culture that we are proud of, want to foster, uh, lives but in a way when the organization has become more dispersed, um, that is, I think, a, a challenge, but also a real opportunity uh, to, to get that right. Mm -hmm. I think uh, what, I'm, what I'm most excited about is we have uh, probably a once in a lifetime opportunity here to redesign how we work, how we connect, uh, how our organizations function. And if you'd asked me back in 2019, did I think that the door would be as open as it is today to rethink how our organization works? No, but we've now that opportunity. Uh, again, all of us in our organizations have got an opportunity to rethink. We've, we've got to take that opportunity. We've got to make the most of that opportunity, not find ourselves back in 2019. Um, some of that would be good. Uh, but of course, some elements of that there's this opportunity to reshape. Um, so that needs, again, our proactive focus and attention. And, and that I find really exciting. Love it. Wonderful call to action, everybody. And obviously beautiful closing. So let's end on a high note. Thank you so, so much, Jay, for joining. It's been really a joy. It's been so insightful. It's been practical, which I think is absolutely amazing. And um, clearly a lot of takeaways here. So thank you so much for your valuable time. Thanks for the time, Tatiana, and uh, great to speak with you. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much. Everybody, enjoy this show whenever you see it live or recorded. We hope you had equal fun as we did. And keep looking out for new episodes of the Hacking HR podcast. So good to have you. Stay safe. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.